Welcome back to another podcast here in the Rams. Then I'm here. Lawrence is here. And we're going to talk about a very, <laughs> I'm not even like going to let you say hi. <laughs> Just going to talk over you. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about a very controversial topic today. Well, it has been controversial recently. And that's the topic of using animals, or in this case, specifically dead animals for protests, for animal rights protests, for pro-vegan protests. Um, so basically, a long story short, let's, let's just kind of summarize what happened, mm. right, with with this organization. And then we're not going to talk specifically about the organization that's done this, but there has been a, a drama that's kicked things off. And so it's opened up a conversation, and that's the conversation we're going to have today, basically. Um, so the drama, basically, Aviva, a charity over in the UK, an animal charity over in the UK, vegan animal charity, they um, went and purchased a pig from the meat industry, a, a slaughtered pig that had been prepared for the next stage of the process where they cut the pig up into pieces and stuff. Um, so the knees were cut and, you know, various things had been done with the pig. The pig had been drained of all the blood and all this, this grim stuff they do after, mm. after the, you know, killing of this poor pig. Um, so Viva bought a pig in that state and took this pig out on the streets, hung the pig up upside down, and hung the pig next to a fake dog and a fake cat to make people question where they stand when it comes to animals, basically. Um, why, when you see them like this, does it not make you think? And uh, what's the difference, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Just to, to kind of provoke people. That was the aim. Um, and um, they, well, to be fair to them, let's just, let's just be quite clear. They reached around uh, hundreds of millions of people. A hundred million at least is what they claim. And their defense of doing this is that the ends justify the means and that um, if they didn't buy the pig, somebody else was going to anyway. And this is kind of the way they've gone down the, the route. They've mm. gone down kind of justifying it. A lot of people are very upset for a number of different reasons. And this is what we're going to get into today. We're going to try and delve into the logic of it, right? And, and see if their logic stands up to scrutiny and also give our personal opinions on it and... Um, yeah, that's bad, but yeah, without shitting on them, because I actually, you know, I don't want to crap all over a, a vegan charity, but they've opened up an important conversation here, and I think well, podcast is the best way to do it, right? Exactly, and that's specifically because we have a podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, as in, like, if you were going to do a standalone video on this topic for 10, 15 minutes, it's not going to be enough to yeah, yeah. get through, right? The, it needs an yeah, hour yeah. minimum to, to fully yeah. flesh it out. Um, so I'm not, well, and, really, and discussion as well and discussion. Yeah. So I don't really know your take on this. I know my take on this and I know a couple of other, uh, people like YouTubers, vegan YouTubers and influential vegans take on it, but I don't, you've been busy, right? So I've not actually yeah. fully got your take. What's your take on all this? So, well, just straight the, like, just, if you want a one sentence thing and then I'll elaborate on it is yeah, sure. I, I don't see any. I don't see any good reason to, for them to have done it. Mm. Um, I understand the point of the. Um, I understand the point of the the, the like the action, the sight of it, mm. as in having a pig hanging there, having a dog hanging there, um, and 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 you know trying to make that point. That I understand. But yeah. what I don't understand is the justification behind using a real pig, but using fake uh, dogs and cats. Because, for example, if you were going to say. Oh well, you know it would. Uh, it you know it, it gets more people to watch it, and and you know the greater good, this sort of stuff, mm. which well, is what they went for. Yeah, yeah, which is what they went for. Well, the first thing is like 
how do you know whether the fact that the pig was real is actually the thing that launched it into see it? Did you, how many people do you say saw it? Hundred million, apparently. A hundred million. So, but but let's say that the pig being real did get all those views, right? Well, someone could then say, okay, well, what if you used a real dog and a real cat as well? Would you not get 200, 300 million? Right. Do you get Do you get my point? Like the logic, you mm. know, if someone follows that logic, it can justify inverted commas using the real pig, but then it would right. also justify using a real dog and a real cat, especially in Western countries where people would find it completely outrageous yeah. that you would use a real dead dog or a real cat which actually a real dead dog and a real dead cat would actually be easier to get for free because you could just get someone's old pet who had died, right? I'm not sure um, about the laws around that. I think I don't I don't know for sure, but I, I feel like there may be a different laws on um hanging yeah, using dead dogs and cats in protests, but obviously with pigs, I mean, it would be a weird law to have that you can you can hang a pig up upside down in a slaughterhouse, but you can't hang a pig mm. up outside. I don't think there's any specific law on that, but I, I guess there's some kind of logical reason they didn't use real dogs and cats. Um, but but you do make a good point, and 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 their, their point is valid, really valid, because most people didn't even know the pig was real. Yeah, right. Because when I don't know if you've seen many slaughtered and prepared pig bodies like when they've drained all the blood out of them taken all the guts out of them and, and actually prepared them for the next stage but they don't look like real pigs they genuinely mm. don't look real the skin looks plastic they look kind of like rubber and mm. the pig that was hung up next to the fake dog and the fake cat if you look at the photos looks rubbery doesn't look mm. very real um so actually you are right they, they most likely could have gotten away with using a fake pig because even the real pig didn't even look convincing to most people most people are used to seeing pigs alive um the full a, a pig in a full body as in not being cut up they used to see yeah. them alive it looked very different alive to to that also they burn all the hair off them so yeah, that's exactly. another so so this pig had no hair so also that's another reason the pig didn't look real anyway um so just like yeah just practically i agree with you that it, it's um doesn't it's, it wasn't a smart move practically mm. could have had a fake pig that you could have used for multiple protests uh, that could have looked as realistic as as a you know burnt and bald mm. bled dry real pig right yeah exactly and like um this kind of opens because there are some uh like things someone could try and make like a um like a you know like a sort of cost benefit or utilitarian sort of argument mm. for something you know this is going to produce more good than it is doing harm by i don't know how much buying a pig's body costs but given that so many are produced i i can't imagine it's insanely expensive to buy a dead pig right i'm not sure it wouldn't be yeah it wouldn't be insanely expensive yeah but yeah, yeah. sure so like the the amount of money you're contributing to the industry compared to the good that you say you're going to do from it mm. well like this completely opens the door to then any animal rights activism can just start using animals in whatever right. way they want to say will do more good and exactly. we've also got to bear in mind it's like you can claim that it's going to mean the action will do more good in 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 overall but like how are we going to measure that? Are we just going to open the door to make it acceptable for vegan activists to use animals for activism and then appeal to some sort of vague sense of it's made the action more right. impactful? Like how, how do we, you know, has that, no, I don't know if that has been measured. Has anyone attempted to measure this before or 
Is there no, any you, actually grounding to any of this? You've got a good point. And, and if you want to go down that road of, well, the ends justify the means that it, if it works, it works. We've got 100 million people to see this, 100 million views or whatever. Um, okay, well, let me tell you how you would have got uh, 500 million. Let me give you a quick tip. You know, anyone who wants to do this, anyone who feels like, oh, you know, we can use animals for the greater good. You would have got 500 million views or more if you'd have bought the pig alive, taken the pig mm. to London city center and slit their throat to show people what happens to pigs. Uh, you as a vegan, you you could try and justify that by saying, oh, well, you know, we got 500 million, 600 million people. And let me tell you something, it would influence them to go vegan or at least vegetarian more than hanging up an already dead pig would. It would mm. shock the hell out of people. And for those that would be like, well, but that's violence. Well, at the end of the day, the only difference between buying a pig that's already been killed and hanging them upside down and buying an alive pig and killing them yourself, the only difference is in one of these circumstances, you pay someone to kill the pig and the other circumstance, mm -hmm. you kill the pig yourself. So realistically, yeah. there's no actual difference between the two actions. Um, they're both funding an industry, except yeah. you know, one way is more convenient for you because you don't want to kill a pig. The other way is more actually more impactful if you kill the pig. Yeah. Now, no one's going to do that. And I'm happy no one's going to do that. But why not then? If you agree with using animals and paying the meat industry for animals and hanging them up, why would you not agree with the other thing, buying from a farmer and killing the pig to prove a point? Mm. You know, where's the line? Yeah. Like what you're saying is where's the line exactly? Because that would have a bigger impact, a bigger reach yeah. to, to kill an animal in public. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the, it's the same action. It's just the different hand that's holding the knife. It's worth exactly. Your hand or someone else's hand, it doesn't really matter. It's the same pig being stabbed in the throat. Exactly. Um, exactly. You, sorry, were you going to? No, I, was gonna, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to move on to um, away from the practical and maybe onto the uh, moral. But if you've, got, if you've got something else to say, we can keep going on that. No, well, um, the only thing that I was going to say is just that I did think the action, uh, well, the action that we were just talking about doesn't have a moral difference. The only thing people mm. are appealing to is this idea that there is more of an impact. Mm. And, you know, I think there will be some instances where you can say there is this, you know, I don't like not killing a pig, but there may will be other instances where someone can say whether it involves animals or not. You know, there's this small thing that I'd prefer not to do, but it's going to mean that's, you know, something that I hope to achieve is going to be achieved to an even greater extent right i understand in some circumstances sometimes you've got to do things that if you have good really good grounds to believe that it's going to cause a greater impact right. i understand i don't think this falls into that ballpark no. but one thing you've got to be sure of is is there actually good reason to believe you have to do that to get the greater impact and it just doesn't right. seem in this instance that no 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 there are exceptions to. and you were right there are exceptions to this so for example i know undercover investigators who they actually have to kill animals themselves as part of their investigations to be able to infiltrate and, and get the footage they need and expose what they need to expose they have to be believed they have to infiltrate these communities and these groups and that again that can require them to do things like i've got a friend who actually had to um uh, cash straight pigs. Um, oh, that's so grim. Right. And he's a vegan and he had to, to do it because there's no other way for him to get what he needed to get, mm. to expose what he needed to expose. And the other point here is, is that if he says no one walks away, it's still going to happen to those pigs. They're still going to get castrated. It's just not by his hand. In this case, the farmer wanted him to prove that he wasn't some kind of activist and said, do this yeah. then. So he did it and then he got the approval, he got the trust, he got all the footage and all the photos and everything that he needed to get. And, and these were used by animal organizations and, you know, to great effect and great impact. The first, I think, I believe it was the first time in his country that this had been exposed, right? 
And then there's people, um, there's another um, undercover investigator that I interviewed. Um, his name is, um, he goes by um, Not As Nature Intended is is, is at, um, I can't remember his um, full name. It's Rich. Um, I can't remember his full name, but Not As Nature Intended. Go and get him on Instagram. And yeah. Um, yeah, he spent 20 years undercover and he had to do all sorts of things to prove that he wasn't, you know, that he was one of the gang or whatever. But again, his work went really far. And he was able to bring legal action on a lot of um, organizations and a lot of people. So again, you know, this is not an example of that. This, mm. what this all, you, you know, vegan activists going out and paying for dead animals so they can use them for, pro that's not the same as, as this. I see these as two entirely different things. Um, because like you said, you could achieve the same outcomes without doing that in, in, in this sort of case of hanging a dead pig up, but you couldn't yeah. achieve the same outcomes when you're an undercover investigator without convincing them that you are one of them you have to play the role right it's a totally different mm -hmm. environment um so you're right and um so i feel like at the minute we, we, we focus on the practical and we've kind of i realized we've left a hole open in the middle that for anyone wondering people might who aren't vegan might be wondering well okay but like what what is what is the issue in in killing the pig anyway right um and i don't want to keep talking around that for much more uh, i want to get into the kind of this is more important than the practical, in my opinion, what I'm about to talk about now. Mm. Um, and that's more more on the side of the, the moral side of what they've done, the moral side of, of a, why a vegan shouldn't go and either pay for a dead animal or even, in my opinion, even take a dead animal out of a bin and hang them up as some kind of protest. I actually think both shouldn't be done. Um, mm. One is worse than the other. Buying the animal is worse, of course, because like funding what you're supposed to be against. But let me explain why, right? So... Put it, let's put it in a context people might understand better, at least people who aren't vegan, so then everyone can, can get on board, right? If you were a human rights activist and you're working in a place where there's a, uh, like a racial divide between one race that's in power and another race that gets abused, enslaved, and exploited, okay? And this is, shouldn't be too hard to imagine. You can use whatever example you want in your head, but we can talk, we can use transatlantic slave trade if you want. That's the one most people would think of, right? Um, about white people enslaving, abusing, exploiting black people, right? So, so imagine this human rights activist is out there trying to argue that black people, just like white people, the same in all the ways that matter, we're the same, okay? But that's, that wasn't the belief at that time. The belief was that they were inferior, not even human, actually subhuman was, was what some scientists were trying to push, which was mental, right? Um, but no, these activists say, no, 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 we're the same in every way. We have families, they have families. We have friends, they have friends. We have a subjective experience, so do they. They feel pain and suffer just like us. They feel joy and happiness just like us. We are so similar in the ways that matter. Our cultures may be different. Our, our you know, languages may be different and our skin may be different, but in all the ways that matter, we need to respect them and, and, and respect that they have lives like us, right? We should treat them as we'd like to be treated and the law should reflect that. Okay. So these human rights activists are pushing that. Now imagine a black slave is killed by a slave owner and the activist goes, gets this guy's corpse, hangs it up and uses it to shock everyone into action. Right now, like would that activist do that with any member of their own family? Uh, let's say probably not. Right. Mm. Would anyone do that with a member of their own family? Most likely not. So in my opinion, in that specific circumstance, in this case, all this activist has done while trying to show people that we are the same and deserve respect. What she's actually done is shown that no, we're not the same because I would never do that to a member of my family. I would never do that 
to to practically anyone. But in this specific case, I'm going to hang this black person's body up to show everybody and try and use them as a protest uh, for a protest, right? So they, they've actually, by nature of doing it, shown that they aren't as valuable by doing that to their body because they wouldn't do that in any other circumstance, right? Yeah. And now look at then apply this to animals and now look at using dead animals for protests. Like, would you ever parade your dead dog around as a part of a protest or, or, or a human family member? No. So by virtue of hanging up a dead pig, a dead chicken or a cow, you, you are treating them differently and you are telling the world that, that, oh yeah, no, they are lower and inferior. That's why I can hang their body up as a protest. You see what I'm saying? You're actually, mm. you're convincing people to not devalue these animals while devaluing these animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you mean. So it's it's creating, uh, well, it's two things. It's a double standard, but it's also create, it's like, it's playing into the divide or it's reinforcing the divide that you're essentially trying to fight against. Right, exactly, exactly. Because as vegans, they, they, this is what we believe, right? We, in the same way, like what I said about the human example, animals feel pain and suffer and, and, and have all the things that make it so that they deserve moral consideration and respect. And they don't, they aren't as smart as us often or advanced as us or cognitively advanced, but that doesn't matter because they still feel pain and suffer and feel joy and happiness and their families and mm. friends and they value their lives. And that's enough of a reason for us to not eat them in burgers and not, not use them for milk and eggs and all these other things, not breed and mutilate and kill them. Right. Um, and, and this is what we tell people, but yet in the, yeah, like you, in another breath, we're also saying, oh, let's buy one from a slaughterhouse and hang them by their feet for so mm. we can pro use them as a prop. It, it's completely at odds with the other message. You, you cannot. This is cognitive dissonance of vegans. You cannot hold both beliefs at the same time. You can't hold the belief that we are equal in the ways that matter, while also holding the belief that it's okay to hang them upside down in the street as a prop for a protest. It, mm. it, it, you can't. I, I'm sorry, you can't. And if you do, you're suffering from cognitive dissonance, in my opinion. Yeah, and also I think that. There are, even when it just comes to the uh, thinking about not not just like the message it sends out, but whether mm. you should engage in the act. I think it's good that like in society, we don't, and again, I think there are exceptions, but in general, I don't think humans are really the best at constantly making like cost benefit analysis when it comes to morality. Because mm. it's not like you can put numbers on morality, really, right? And like ethical mm. decision making. Yeah. And so, like, humans, no matter how smart they think they are, what we really need to do is just establish like rules, basically. Like, don't, I'm, tr I'm trying to think of something unethical that won't get this video triggered, but just think <laughs> of something unethical that everyone We've can think done, of. Like slavery and hanging, I've talked about hanging slaves up. So, I mean, if it's going to be done, okay. it's done already. So, well, no. So like, you know, there are sort of, there are, there are rules that we don't like, okay. One very vague one, harm children, right? This right. is just a, a, a rule that in general we want to enforce in society. Don't harm children. Mm -hmm. Now, could someone try and put forward a case of like, oh, you know, I'm a child's rights activist and actually I want to use this child, but it will help so many other children. We don't really entertain that, right? And when people mm. tr do try to, well, I can maybe think of very like light examples, which we'll actually maybe get into in examples with animals. But in general, we have these rules that, you know, 
some people in some cases may be able to come up with like these utilitarian arguments of like, actually, I, I you know, I, I really know, for, I'm sure this time that if I do this specific thing, it's going to lead to this really good thing coming. But like, I think humans often just need rules of this is wrong, like a rule of like exploiting animals is wrong or eating animals is wrong, whatever rule you mm. want to put there. Because I, I personally, I, I don't trust the human population in general with the nuance. I think yeah. we just need simple rules to communicate to them. Like humans aren't property, animals aren't property, this sort of stuff. And if we engage in things that contradict that, it seems to me like, you know, we're going to, we're going to muddy a simple message we can mm. communicate to people. And this right. sort of stuff does that. You know, I think the simple rule would be, if it was going to make one, would be uh, don't lose sight of the individual in your, in your quest to save the masses, right? So if your quest to save the masses ends up with mm. you sacrificing individuals, then you have failed uh, because, you know, saving, if it's, it's, I think you failed at that point because what you saved the masses, but what world have you built for the masses now? If you've built a world where we accept that it is absolutely fine to, um, we're, we're actually, I mean, well, you're not saving the masses, actually. So let me tell you about, you can't save the masses by uh, abusing the individuals because it won't work. You might have some kind of veneer of success, but it won't be success. So for example, if activists all over the world and vegans all over the world all take up this, this new thing of let's take, let's buy animals from slaughterhouses, let's buy animals from the meat industry, and let's hang their dead bodies, their dead lifeless bodies upside down over overpasses and motorways with signs and stuff. And let's, let's do all this. Let's do it in the city centers and let's do this. Right. You might, you might gain some success and some traction, right. But it's fake because, because you might have people going, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. Right. But you've not, you've not helped. Those people haven't connected to the point where they now see your point about how we should be more less speciesist and how actually they are as important as we are in the ways that matter. Not like they're going to give them a driving license and, and not that you would save their life over a baby human's life. That's not what I mean by as important. I mean, as in, I don't deserve to be enslaved and they don't deserve to be enslaved. I don't deserve to be abused. They don't deserve to be abused. You have not created that in people. So you might have people going veggie and vegan off your back of your protest, but you've not, you've not helped change the collective consciousness of society with these protests. It would be a fake, it'd be a fake temporary um, band-aid on an, on an issue that you've created, right? At best, at best. That's what you're going to get by doing this kind mm. of So you're right. There, there does need to be, there needs to, I suppose, rule, I wouldn't call it a rule, but there needs to be a collective goal that vegans are going for. And, and trust me, the goal is not just to get people to go vegan. If that were the goal, just to get people to, or not even vegan, if the goal were just to get people to stop, stop eating meat and start eating, eat plant-based, then I'd say possibly this action um, could be justifiable, right? If, the, if that's mm. only your goal, fair play. But if you want a vegan world, and I don't mean that as in just people eating plant-based, I mean as in where people view animals in the way I've just mentioned, then mm. this type of action will not achieve that. It will never achieve that. And, and that's why it's confusing to, that vegans would support something like this. It makes me question whether they fully understand kind of what tr the world they're trying to create, right? Um, yeah, it, it, like, honestly, I don't think any of us can really speak to what was inside the people's minds who made this decision. But it would be really 
just like but interesting. By the way, can, sorry, can I pause? Out. It's not just this yeah, one. Yeah. I don't. I just don't want to focus on Viva. I mean, people have done this in other places, and it's been done multiple times. So right. I, mean, I just want to generalize. It. I don't want to be just mm, focusing mm. in on, on just completely on them. Yeah, that's all right. Well, yeah. well, I I don't know if you had more to say on anything we've spoken about already, mm. but I wanted to talk about some other examples that I think aren't as. Well, I don't know if I, well, some of them I do think are less like severe, right? but there are other ones where I don't know. Well, I just want to like present some examples basically and, and, and okay. see what you think. Cause there, well, there are other examples. Oh, go on. Yeah, go on. It's okay. Well, before we get to that, then I'll just close off on this, this point here out of my head. Basically when I, I mentioned earlier, collective consciousness, so I just want to quickly like elaborate on that and then we'll do your thing. Um, so this, let's see what you think about this. So, so basically I say collective consciousness and it sounds woo woo. But I don't think it's woo-woo at all because, right, if you if you talk to someone from Thailand or someone from, um, I don't know, Nigeria, someone from somewhere in the Middle East, and then you talk to somebody from bloody Germany, UK, Canada, USA, Mexico, right? It, I've been all over the world, not to all those places, but to, to a lot of different places, a lot of different languages, a lot of different cultures. And let me tell you, when you bring up animal rights and veganism, it's one of about... 10 to 15 excuses that comes up and it is the mm. same no matter where you go, right? Always the same stuff over and over again. Don't plant our feelings. Oh, what about a lion though? Uh, oh, we're carnivores. Oh, you need meat for protein. You need calcium for, you need milk for calcium. Uh, mm. You know, it's always the same crap, right? Over and over again. And I'm sorry, you know, to people who uh, like think that these points are good, all I would say is do some research before you start kind of saying these things because they are bad points. And I say this is crap because usually it's a defense mechanism and it's not really a well thought out thought. So don't take that, don't take that offensively if you're not vegan. Just, mm. just saying, okay. Um, so my point is, is there is, there is an existing collective consciousness that exists. Do you agree with me on that? Do you think that's what that is? That can kind of, not that we're all connected, but there is a yeah, yeah. collective... It's Right. Yeah, there's just like a general baseline opinion that people have on a certain thing or like a right. baseline reaction. Exactly. And you want to shift the baseline. Exactly, right. And that's what I think. I mean, that's what I, I would hope that most vegans would agree with me on this, that our goal as vegans, activists in the world, is exactly to shift that collective consciousness, that baseline to a different place where people stop saying all of these silly arguments and they actually start saying that yeah, actually the animals, they, they feel they have subjective experiences. They're not as maybe not smart as me. They don't look similar to me, but just in the same way that someone on the other side of the world looks different to me and maybe isn't smart as me, but I'm not going to enslave and abuse another human. Why would I enslave and abuse a chicken? Because of they, they look different and they're smaller and they're not as smart uh, when they love their families and they have friends and they just have, they just want to live a you know, as much of a carefree life as possible without pain, mm. just like you do. That's the collective shift in consciousness that we need, right? So when I talk about collective consciousness, I feel the rule should be, does, does this action uh, support that notion or not? Mm. Paying someone to slit an animal's throat and then hanging their body up to try and convince people to stop eating meat does not serve that goal because that does not convince people to shift their consciousness it backs up their consciousness. It backs up the idea that animals are below me because we wouldn't do that to a human, would we? Right? We wouldn't hang a, mm. or a dog. You wouldn't hang a dog. They couldn't even use a real dog, right? So you're telling me that, oh yeah, your, your, your current way of seeing the world is correct. Dogs and cats are special. Humans are special and they are all elevated 
But pigs, we can hang them upside down. We can hang their dead bodies upside down, disrespect them. That's what you tell people when you do this mm. kind of thing. So we need to get that rule sorted, I think. It's not rule, but like we need a, we need the, that common goal of we're trying to shift yeah. the collective consciousness of the world, which is a huge goal. But I mean, give me a better goal. Like, I mean, I think yeah. that's the one, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, in terms of goals, I've always thought like the best one to aim for is basically we want animal exploitation to be seen in the same way as as like human slavery is like mm -hmm. it's heavily frowned upon it is illegal and punished by law you know like generally people's baseline opinion on a bit of it is this should not be a thing and it's you know people should be um not persecuted, prosecuted where, where it happens and stuff like that. <laughs> right. And that, that, that future, um, to some people will sound scary. It'll sound like, uh, it'll sound like some kind of world economic forum type stuff. where like, we're trying to control you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but, um, just to soothe those people that, you know, we're both of us are aware of the WEF, for example, and, and I don't think either of us is particularly fond of them <laughs> and, and their, uh, you know, authoritarian views and stuff like that. But that's not what, we, we as, when we talk about this view of the world that we'd like, it's not authoritarian. We want people to choose it. We actually want mm. to help people to, you know, open up more and be more empathetic and compassionate um, to each other and to animals. And, and that world would come about with that naturally. People would demand that this change happens and it won't be in our lifetimes. And it will be, it'll mm. just be the same as, it'll be the same as like a slave 300 years ago could never have imagined a world where they were viewed as equal and it would be laughed at and, and mocked and people would go, what about my rights? What about my rights? That's the way we are now about animals. When you say yeah. something like you just said, people kick off, man. They're like, oh, you can't take away my rights. And it's like, yeah, give it another couple hundred years, mate. This is the world we're going to have if if people do end up bloody waking up and, and realizing and, and stop being so selfish. Mm which I think is definitely possible. And that's what we should be aiming for, like build the foundations for that world, I think. Mm. Do you want me to give you some examples and you Sure, you let's tell like me so, so some examples of you want to talk about examples of using animals in ways where you think it would be more justifiable or more in line with Not, that goal or um well, let me just present them and yeah, you tell it. me what your reaction is. Right. So, I remember there was a controversy around i'll start you know small relatively to the one we were talking about okay so you remember ages ago um joey actually did a joey carbstrong did a a video where he went around talking to people in the street and he had a piglet with him yeah do you remember that and, and yeah. did, were you aware of the controversy around that at the time um i know i had my own opinion but i didn't know there was a controversy in general no like what what was the controversy well it's probably just what you can imagine it is like a lot of people well i don't know if it was a lot of people but when i my experience of of that video was people talking about how not everyone but that some people viewed it as not right to use a pig in that way because right. you know how well do you know i don't know how well he did know the pig but how well do you know the pig are they going to enjoy that you're taking them you know some people are just like no you shouldn't use an animal at all even right. if it's in that way right this sort of stuff um so th that example of joey using a piglet in that video obviously he's looking at it of the you know i could do and do outreach i could go and do outreach but if i go and do outreach with a piglet mm. 
two people, yeah. that's going to increase my impact, especially with the YouTube video. So obviously it's Basically. the same sort of thought process. Um, yeah. Now, I don't think anyone is going to say that that is on the same level as, as the Viva one, <laughs> yeah. obviously. The pig being um, alive and well cared for is definitely yeah. a, a pretty big distinction between, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but someone could say that there are somewhat similar dynamics going on of, yeah. you know, you, yeah. So what, what are your general thoughts on that? Um, I had a few thoughts on it. I mean, so I, I don't know the full ins and outs of this. It was a long time ago yeah, this before I yeah, knew Joey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've not, I've not had a chance to ask him yet, but I will ask him about this next time I see him. But, um, basically if, if, so there's a couple of ifs, right? Um, mm. so firstly, if, if this piglet was living in a, a sanctuary and just literally in a sanctuary with, with other piglets and other animals, and Joey's gone in there and said, Hey, can I borrow this piglet, uh, for a day out into the city? then I would say that I, I don't like that at all. I think mm. that it's not necessarily harmful to the piglet, but I don't like the idea of taking animals away from peace and bringing them to a place of chaos. And mm. honestly, I mean, the world is a very dangerous place for, for farmed animals, right? So even, mm. I wouldn't even risk it. If they're safe, yeah. I would never take them out of that safety again, right? Um, yeah. Because yeah, I no, because I was just going to say off your point of like the world is a is a dangerous or risky place. Yeah. One thing that you know, I I don't know about the laws in the area he was, but I can yeah. imagine one thing that could have happened is the police could have come over and confiscated the exactly plane. something like that, something yeah. horrible, worst case scenario. Um, but I know, yeah. I'm I'm sure Joey's not. He's, yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. passionate and he's, he's a massive animal lover. I'm sure he'd considered all this, which is why I'm I'm just saying if there's a lot of yeah. ifs here. Um. Now yeah. now on the other hand, if if this piglet was actually going to be living in a city somewhere where there was like someone had, I don't know, like a going to be like a house pig where they have a little garden in the city and it's best that they get used to being out and about because they're going to be taken to the park and they're going to come into contact with dogs and it's going to all be, and it's best that they get used to the chaos. Then that's a whole different case altogether because then it mm. benefits the piglet to be out in the public and just get used to being out with people because that's going to be their life, right? Um, so that's a totally different scenario. And this actually happened. Um, I met a guy back over in Barcelona a long time ago and he had a, a pet goat, a pet goat, a rest, no sheep, a rescued sheep, I believe. Um, a goat or a sheep. I can't remember, but like kind of when baby, baby sheep look like goats. So it's kind of confusing sometimes, but I, yeah, I think, yeah. I think maybe a goat or a sheep anyway, but they were quite young at the time and, uh, on a collar, on a leash, like a dog and, this little dude was at the protests and stuff and just basically it was like having a dog at the protest. The, the, the dogs were sniffing the little dude and he was sniffing them back and it was all very, yeah. it, it was just totally normal. No stress, no drama for this little dude. And obviously, so this guy had rescued the, uh, let's say goat. And, um, he'd said, you know what, well, you're gonna have to get used to this, right? Because I want to walk with you. We live in the city. You're going to have to get used to it. Otherwise you stay at home all day and that's not good. Right. Mm. And this, this goat was totally used to it. So in those cases, I think it benefits the animals. So, so why not? And if they mm. can come to a protest and people can take photos with them and then use the videos and go, Hey, you know, ch check out this little goat. And they're just hanging out with the dogs. How cool is that? You know, they're not, they're all, you know, valuable. They value their lives and make a point. I don't see a point. I don't mm. see a problem. So it just depends on, I don't see like as a blanket kind of, it's always wrong. It's like, no, there are exceptions for sure, but they have to yeah, be sometimes, yeah. carefully thought out. It has to be carefully thought out and considered and the animals needs and the animals, everything about them has to be put top priority, hundred percent top priority every time. They're not props, mm. right? They shouldn't be used as props. 
And yeah. that's really important because otherwise then we're just committing the same mistakes that we've been committing for the last mm. fucking however many hundreds of years, right? You know, oh, we could just yeah. grab them, do what we want. It's, that's not good, you know? Yeah, and it, and I also, like, I agree with you. I think it on the thin end of the wedge, like mm. this would be an example of, yeah. it can be dependent on the situation. But I also think that generally we should err on the side of caution because I think, you know, th there was research done on um, uh, on if eating animals changes people's perception of animals, mm. um, even even if they aren't uh, contributing to the direct uh, exploitation of animals. And I, I give so basically right. what it what it looked into is um uh you know freegans like freeganism yeah yeah so for anyone that doesn't know freeganism is basically this idea of like they are like they eat a plant-based diet basically but with the exception of like f like food that's going to be thrown out or from a dumpster like dumpster diving this sort of stuff and the argument there is like well they are vegan inverted commas because they're not contributing to the uh, use or exploitation of animals because mm. that stuff was just going to get thrown in the bin or it already was in the bin. Mm. So they're not contributing to the industry and stuff. Now, you know, I have my own thoughts about that. I think it's bullshit, but that's not what I'm trying to get into. Um, but this um, lifestyle was studied and it, they found that... Um, as people ate more animal products, even via those means, mm. their view of animal changed to see them more as objects and resources regardless, right? And so you can you can easily see how this will transition. Yeah. If you're used to eating animals, even if it's from a dumpster, let's say you're out and about and you, there's no dumpsters around for you to access, mm. but you're really you know busy or, and you're maybe you're in an airport or you're you know just in the city or whatever, and you're just like, ah, oh, screw it. You know, I'll just buy a ham sandwich this one time. You know, mm. it's just one time. You can easily see how this, you know, goes down into basically just being fully non-vegan, right? 100%, Even if yeah. you don't class that as fully non-vegan anyway. Yeah. So I can, I can somewhat see like a similar logic being applied here of like, if you start at the thin end of the wedge and you get used to seeing animals as, as you put it, props, I can see how over time you could build up to using them as props in more and more extreme ways and end up in a Viva type sort of situation. Yeah, 100%. Now, like, obviously I'm not leveling that specifically at Joey, you know, like I, you know, as an individual, I'm not sort of questioning his judgment. Well, you don't, you don't need to because like you that. can take a look at Joey's work since then and you can see he's never, exactly. done yeah, it. Yeah, never yeah. did it ever again. And I think it's, I don't know why, but I, I would assume it's because maybe he wasn't completely cool with, you know, mm. the concept in the end. Maybe he thought it was a good idea, which is a great idea, by the way. It is a great idea. And on the surface, what an amazing, that's, that's so cool. People are going to be so, it's going to be mm. such a big thing. And But then you think about it a bit more and you're like, you know, maybe it's not so cool to do that, especially if the mm. piglet lives in a nice, clean, safe yeah. sanctuary and then you bring them into the middle of the chaotic, you know, quiet sanctuary and you bring them into the chaotic um, yeah. city. Maybe... On upon reflection, he realized that it wasn't, you know, it's not the best thing to do, right? Not in in the goals that we have of creating a better world for animals, this probably didn't completely contribute to that. It might have contributed to a more plant-based world, but that's not what Joey wants. And that's not what I want. And I don't believe that's what you want. We don't want just a plant-based world. We want people to have a, a shift, a collective shift. And, and yeah, taking animals out on the streets and using them as props definitely doesn't support that shift, does it? 
Yeah. I've I've got one more example, which I wanted to point your way and see what your thoughts were. Let me comment on the uh, Freegan thing first. Oh, Oh, okay, go on. You get a chance on that. (laughs) We're just monologuing each other today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Freegan thing is I totally get that and it, it makes sense to me. And while you were saying it, I was thinking, what other examples could that be a part of the thing in where um, even though they're not uh, actively contributing to the system, they would end up still having the same, uh, receiving, you know, adapting in the same way that as if they were mm-hmm. contributing to the system. So for example, if 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 uh, in the times of slavery again, so if, if somebody did actually buy slaves and traded in lives, then obviously they would view those people as lower than them, inferior, etc. But if you took somebody who didn't believe they were inferior and didn't believe that people, these, these people were lower than them, but imagine they got gifted slaves, right? How long would it take until they started to believe in the, mm. their own superiority, right? It, it wouldn't take long, would it? Because, because mm. you know, when you've got someone who's literally like washing your feet and, and you know, treating you like a king, it's only a matter yeah. of time before you start seeing them as below you, even if you didn't yeah. pay for it, even if you didn't fund it, right? Yeah, yeah, and especially if it's something that makes your life easier or benefits you in some way. Right, brings you pleasure, exactly, yeah. exactly. It gives you like nice tasty food or whatever in, in terms yeah. in, in eating animals or in, like I guess it cleans your feet, does stuff for you, does your chores for you that you didn't want to do. And then you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't do that crap. I don't do that as peasant yeah. crap. You know, you, 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 you yeah, assume yeah. the role pretty quickly. I reckon. I think most people would. Yeah. Power corrupts, right? Mm-mm. So, do you have anything more to say on that? Or you should I shoot? Yeah, go for it. What's the next. So, one? the the other example I had, and I, which I think it is um, different from the Viva and the the Piglet one. Okay. So this example is. Um, I think it's happened in multiple places and I think it's usually done on like um, National Animal Rights Day under the banner of, is it animal equality? You know, you That's, know the ones I'm talking not. about. It's not, it's National Animal Rights Day. Is it nat- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. People forget I said animal equality then. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to bring them into it. So um, yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, there's like a National Animal Rights Day and there is this specific demonstration that I, I think you know, has happened like in different places around the world. I know it's happened multiple times in London. And basically what people do is they stand in usually like a square sort of format, like a, um, a square formation, but not facing outwards like a cube mm. or something like they, they, they make a full block and, uh, people hold either signs or they hold actual, uh, dead animals, but all sorts of dead animals, they, you know, fox, a rat or a rabbit or, or a baby sheep or a baby piglet. Generally, if they're the larger animals, it's the baby of the larger animal. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have like a, a fully grown pig, obviously, because you'd have to be a bodybuilder. But yeah, they, not, um, even, not even a bodybuilder, like you'd have to be like an elite yeah. bodybuilder. They yeah, weigh like yeah, yeah, yeah. 300 kilos or something, 400 <laughs> kilos. So yeah. Yeah. Um. And, uh, yeah, so, and, and what they do is they basically, uh, stand there usually in like a significant place in, in the city. So in London, they do it outside the house of parliament and someone will be giving speeches and stuff. Usually some press come along and take some Mm -hmm. pictures and stuff like that. And it goes on social media. Um, now the reason I think this is different from the piglet example is because none of the animals are alive. So Mm -hmm. there's not really this thing of like, oh, we have to think about, you know, that, that is it good for this piglet, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's different from the, uh, Viva example, because as far as I'm aware, all of these animals are sourced from like sanctuaries and, and places like that, where they've had animals that have just unfortunately died 
or they've found these animals in the wild. I don't know if that is actually where all these animals come from, but let's just say for the sake of this conversation, sure, they okay, do. Let's assume that, yeah. Um, so there's a difference there with the Viva one because they're mm. not paying for the, the industry or anything. Yeah, yeah. So what, what do you think about that one where they've just got, let's say they just find dead animals and they use them in this way? I've had a long conversation with the founder of Nard. Um, Nard is National Animal Rights Day, by the way. Nard. And um, and the, yeah, I, I, I he did, you know, tr we had a good chat and he explained to me how the reason they do this, it's, it's supposed to be, it's all about respect for these animals. It's about acknowledging their lives and giving them the kind of um, emotional send-off that they deserve. So they see it as more like a funeral than a protest, if anything. And, you know, look, it, it's hard to completely argue with that. And it's hard to be take a hard line against that. Um, and, and it definitely nudged me a little bit more towards the, uh, okay, then, stance. But I'm still, I'm still not on board with it. I mean, I'm not mm -hmm. going to go out and I'm, I'm more on board with it than I am hanging a dead pig up for a protest prop like Viva yeah. did, uh, but I'm still not, it's not something I would ever do because again, it, it's for the same reason that I said for Viva, it's that when we're trying to create that shift, that baseline shift, whatever you want to call it, collective consciousness shift, consciousness shift, whatever, um, doing things to animals that we would never do to humans is not the way we create that shift. So it, mm. for example, if we were going to, if imagine with the Palestinians and imagine the pro-Palestine people wanted to go out and do a similar um, day for, to, to recognize the children who've been killed in Palestine, right? Imagine well, if, if they came out with the dead bodies and stood there in a tri in a, in a shape on the, in the middle of the city center with, with dead children's bodies. Well, you, you know, you know, they actually, um, they actually have, um, there was a press conference that happened in Gaza. I think it was like a month or so ago now, mm. um, where there was a guy with a podium doing a, a sort of, a, you know, uh, I think he was a doctor from a hospital giving like a plea that was then was being recorded and it was on all the different newspaper, uh, yeah. news channels. And in the background, they had people holding bodies of dead children. Right. Yeah. Like dead, dead babies. <clears throat> I, I, I don't, well, no, they were too big to be babies from my, but I, like, they were, I would say they were probably like 11, 12, 10, something like that. Honestly, like, I, I, listen, I, I, it's, I think doing that, okay, put it this way. Okay, there's two things to consider here with doing it with children and doing it with humans. Um, it sounds, that sounded really weird. Doing that protest with children. Um, the, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, there's the comic relief for something. Um, <laughs> all right. But, um, all right. So, so most of the world values children, right? So yeah. sure. That might have an impact in a different way because the fact that the default for most people is that children are valuable. Right. Yeah. Um, would that have an impact for people who believe that the, and this is not me, by the way, so do not bloody take this out of context, but there are many people in the world who believe that, that, um, Palestine itself is just one big terrorist state, right? Mm. Um, and they see those people as inferior and that they need to be stomped out. Would parading dead bodies around the streets make them respect those people more or less? I would say less. Oh, yeah. They right? would frame it as like, look at these barbarians. That exactly. Sort of stuff. Exactly. Look at these barbarians. Yeah. They, they, they don't even bury their dead. They parade them around for a protest, right? And that second example is exactly the way most people view animals. Um, that well, I already think they're lower than me. Now these people have them out in public and they're even lower than me. You know, mm. very small fraction of people are watching that protest and going, wow, I really care about those animals and that's touched me in a way. 
some will, don't get me wrong, but I think the majority look at it and just go, yeah, they're animals and they die. Like I knew this, mm. why are you parading them around? Like it's, they see them yeah, as even it's just odd. It's odd. And they think it's even, yeah. and again, it makes them devalue them more because, Hey, you know, yeah, you don't even, you you bury them afterwards. What after you've used them for a protest in the same way, like an anti or like some kind of horrible person would view the, the Palestine situation and be like, what are you, look at these, yeah, barbarian savages parading around their dead children, like take them home and bury them. What's wrong with you? You guys are sick. That's the position that animals are in, in the world. Mm. I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no. So yeah. So, sorry. My summary of that is I'm not, I'm not like anti it, but, but I would, mm. if anyone asks me, I'll tell them that. Like, yeah. It's just, I'm not, I'm, I usually briefly just say I'm not, I'm not for me. I wouldn't do it personally, mm. but uh, in a wider reason, this is my reasoning behind it. This is why I wouldn't mm. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what I think about this one. So I actually did one a couple of uh, years ago and I felt I knew that it was coming up and I didn't, I, I felt odd about it. So I didn't, you know, put myself forward to, uh, to be part of it. Right. But, uh, the day before I had a message from the organizer saying, you know, they've had people pull out and they need mm. people to be in the formation, right. you know, will you join? And because I'd be messaged, I thought, oh, you know what? Okay. I will right. do it and see what it's like. So I went along and I did it. And I honestly, I'm not even saying this just for this recording. I honestly can't remember if I was one of the people who held the animals or, or I held a sign. Okay. Because this, this was a few years ago now. Sure. Um, but what I do remember in my memory is a feeling of like uneasiness and weirdness right. when I was there. Right. Like, I, you know, sometimes how you don't remember something visually as much as yeah. you remember how you were feeling at the time. Yeah. And I do remember feeling odd. Um, yeah while doing it and i've never done one since and i i honestly don't know i don't think i have strong feelings towards when i see them thinking i i know that is very negative or i know that is very Mm. positive i really don't know what to think about them but i i do know that i wouldn't want to do it again no 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 no. because it felt really weird to participate in i've I've heard people say the same about the doing that they say it kind of traumatizes them um and uh, really upsets them and really you know some some people get quite really harmed by it like mentally um and by the way all this being said that i i do know the the director of nard and i and i the founder the founder and director and he is a very good guy and his heart's in the right place mm-hmm. and, I, and honestly all these activists like i am in support of nard as an as a group as an organization what they stand for and what they want for animals like we are aligned they want that shift in consciousness the same way, the way we're talking about it they want the vegan world i don't fault them in any way um, and I'm not, uh, like, it's not the same as the Viva action where I am saying like, absolutely not in their case, mm. the, there is a debate to be had. I believe actually, this is my, this is a soft position for me. I'm, I can be convinced mm. on this. I'm actually going, by the way, speaking at an art event, um, they're not using animals at this one, which is why I'm going in Bournemouth this year. I'll be in Bournemouth, um, doing, um, some talks and doing like a, um, Annie and I are going to do like a Q and A and stuff as part of the weekend of events for Nard. So that that should tell you that I'm not really I'm not anti this group um, mm. at all. Um, the hearts are in the right place. Uh, I'm I just not I'm just not on board with even if it's a funeral. I'm just not on board with the um, you know displaying dead animals like that. And um, yeah, it's not for me. Um, for for like a, like you said for a, on a personal sense, I agree with you. Like just the fact that it's like it, it's not good personally i don't like it but also mm. on the wider picture i'm not i'm not entirely convinced it has the impact that they're looking for but mm. um yeah. yeah 
Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. I think... I th th it's not the using of animals per se that makes us look like animal rights activists look weird when they do that because I don't think anyone when Joey did that video I don't think anyone looked at him and thought thought that guy's really weird they no. looked at the pig and thought that pig's really cute exactly yeah right and I want to go and talk to that guy hence why Joey you know did that video with the piglet mm. but I think in this case and I don't know if it is the case with the Viva one. I think maybe there was more of a shock element rather yeah. than them thinking these people are freaks. Well, but that in, came in, after. <laughs> there was a shock yeah. and then that, yeah, then you're a freak. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think like, I don't know. I, it, I don't know what you think. That, and it may, there may be, a, there might be a slight element of like armchair activist thing creeping in here. Mm. But I think it is good to keep in mind how the average person views what we do yeah because i think sure. sometimes you can get too deep into like this mindset of like i want to do the most intense thing possible for animals and i want to go so deep and hardcore radical. on this shit and just yeah and be radical yeah and not realize how it looks to the average person yeah and you might just alienate them and you know i i had this discussion so many times when i was volunteering in animal rebellion mm. and we were doing lots of things with like extinction rebellion because i always felt no matter how good Extinction Rebellion's message was, if they're trying to build a mass movement, it really, the culture they have and the, all the flags and the colors and the Buddha trousers, it really <laughs> only appeals to one segment of the population, which is left-leaning middle-class people. Right. Like a, a lot of, um, a lot of just like average people, mm. right, do not find that that connect you know like no, i no, don't even totally find right. it that i don't even connect that much with it the reason yeah. i went is because i was really heavily involved in animal rebellion mm. but like honestly eat like the the fact that it's direct action and 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 this sort of stuff is isn't the thing that necessarily puts me off although mm. i don't agree with all the specific actions they do yeah but but the 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 general vibe and the constant samba drumming I, <laughs> and the Buddha, you know that stuff does kind of put me off some. Yeah, I, I get you, and and we have the same problem with animal rights. I was just talking to an activist yeah. about this recently because he shared a post with me from. I'm, we've already talked about Viva. I'm not doing any more call outs. So not that it was a call out, but like <laughs> I'm not going to like drop any more names here. I don't want to be. I don't want to become that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but with this case, so there's this activist. There's this vegan, not even re really vegan, but yeah, whatever. Um, and that's not just me being like silly. This person is genuinely not a vegan, but goes yeah. by something something vegan on on social media, and um, they they put this thing out about a uh, petro masculinity. Which is apparently a Pet new thing, petro masculinity. Oh, is in like oil. Yeah, apart uh, apparently there's a new concept that uh, um, it's men that are causing the uh, issues in climate change and stuff because of our obsession with oil, and it's 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 oils associated with masculinity versus more environmentally friendly options or whatever. It's this whole new, you know, just bunch of BS, right? Um, yeah. And it got into a conversation with it with another activist who's genuinely an actual vegan activist, and he was saying that you know he sees this as a problem because the people are associating this kind of nonsense with veganism, and we already have an issue recruiting. I suppose the word would be recruiting, but convincing men to go vegan because of all the stigmas and stuff like that just backs up the stigmas even more. And yeah. and it's not just that this it's a wider picture. It's that in general in the the animal rights vegan world. 
we there is a predominant anti-man rhetoric that is pretty you're dominant in this world, isn't it? Let's, let's be honest, right? Um, in because it's because it's also very much associated. A lot of these groups are very much associated with progressive politics, which are also very anti-man. And in the same way that the 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 Thailand pants or whatever put people off, put you know go and join in in those yeah. protests. I think this rhetoric puts people off paying any attention to vegans, even when it's you or me. We're, and we are calling it out too. We're, like, we're on your side. We don't, we don't like being shit on all the time by our own side either for being men. Mm. But that's not enough for non-vegan men to consider because they're like, hey, your movement hates me. Like, I might go vegan, mm. but I'm still going to get hated for being a man. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I, I've, I'll have no community. Um, you know, and then vegan men who are within the community are constantly getting shunned or told to sit down and be quiet and, you know, check your privilege and shit like that. So it's, you know... Mm. Yeah, so we have that's just one of the issues that we I think we have when with an image problem for sure. Um, and um, yeah, so yeah, one thing we don't need more of, I guess, we'll get back to the point like the image problem of using of, of using yeah. dead animals and as pro for props and protests. Uh, we, we don't need more things to make people disconnect from the, what you know the message we're trying to put because the message is solid, right? Yeah. It's just the packaging yeah. it comes in. It's like, oh, go vegan. By the way, if you're a man, you need to step down, shut up. And also, here's this dead animal. Go stand in a protest. Like, Jesus, what? Like, <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit much, you know. Like, maybe we just yeah. focus on the uh, the vegan part uh, and just, you know, let the other stuff, um, you know, be a bit, be a bit chill on the other stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think if you know, like, I think m like most people, if we're moving towards like a world that is more vegan like most people will just want to maintain being a normal person, but also be right. vegan. Exactly. Like not everyone wants to, you know, I want to become this ultra radical vegan, blah, blah, blah. And even the people who do say, I want to be an ultra radical vegan, blah, blah, blah. Often they go through that phase and then yeah. they go back to the center ground of sort of like, actually, you know what? I, I want to make contact with normal life again. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Exactly. 100%. So yeah, 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 yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. I've been through that exact thing myself. I, I, even yeah, though, yeah, me too. Yeah, it, it is because um, you get you get sucked into the more radical side of things because you think that mm. is the, I don't know. I suppose you're just passionate and you think that's the way to make change. And don't get me wrong, there are lots of radical things you can do that that probably are going to help a lot. But there's a lot mm. of stuff that doesn't. And naturally, we and I've said this before. And I think this is controversial, apparently, but we actually do need people who go vegan and just carry on with what they were doing before. We don't, you know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone's always like, yeah, we need activists. We need activists. We do need activists. Don't get me wrong. We do, but we also need normal people because if yeah. every vegan is an activist, there's no normalization of veganism and it will never become a default. Yeah. 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 Has to yeah, just be like, we need, we need Sarah out there campaigning for animals, but we also need Nigel in the office at the water cooler. Who's just a normal guy, but oh, he's vegan, you know, and it, can be right. like that. Exactly. And then Nigel yeah. gets annoyed because <laughs> there's no seriously Nigel because because the vending machine has no vegan option in it and he's a vegan, <laughs> right? What do they do? They pull a vegan option in there. Right. And this is, yeah. this is the, you know, it's, that's not activism, but it's, this is the kind of normalization of, of an office mm. space, right? What, why isn't it influence? Right. Why doesn't, why doesn't our offices um, have soy milk in the fridge? They've got all this other milk that's semi-skimmed all this other crap for everybody else, but I want soy. Okay. Now the business changes and says, okay, well, finally we'll provide soy then. Right. Uh, or whatever oat milk. And, and, you know, 
normal people will make it normal to have oat milk mm. in the fridge. Normal exactly, people yeah. make it normal to have a vegan option in the vending machine, not activists, normal yeah. everyday people who just want to live vegan and have convenience at work or whatever. Yeah. And, and we need both. We, yeah, need, yeah. we need both. Absolutely. Um, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 No, I was just going to say a hundred percent. And like, if you look at like in the UK, especially this in, in the past sort of like five years, this massive rise in vegan alternatives in supermarkets, mm. Like, sure, activists would have played a part in that, but most of it would have just been consumer demand and most consumers are just normal people, right? right. So, and, and that's an important thing to have. It's important to have the activism, but it's also important to have these sort of like veganized consumer food things yeah. so that when people, mm. regular people do want to try it out or make the change, it's much easier for them. You know, they yeah. don't have to make their own oat milk with a nut bag. <laughs> just bring the oats in blend them up with the bag that's so funny imagine that on your lunch break at work yeah um but you know you're right and these options they they are um they are what's the word i'm looking for here when something isn't the main focus but it is uh, like in line with it it's parallel periphery? to it peripheral. peripheral but it also it's it's a i suppose you could Secondary. call it it's secondary, but it's all, it's a catalyst, I suppose, because, right. you know, it, it's easier for someone to have a shift of consciousness when the circumstances are, you know, really good for it. Mm. Right. So, so the more There's less friction, exactly less friction, it's more smooth. So that if, if we've got all these supermarkets and at the office now has oat milk and all this kind of stuff, and then people see a video like this one where we're talking about how, you know, we need a shift of our baseline. We need to view animals a different way. And then they can think about it and it's more attractive to them when it's easier. And that's not a terrible excuse to, to continue treating animals badly because it's difficult, but it's just easier if it's easier, right? So, well, my office already has oat milk and the, the place where we go to lunch has the vegan menu. And also I like what this guy's saying. I do think animals deserve to be seen that way. And I, I love my dog mm. that way. And I see them that way. And I, so, you know, why would I not see a pig that way? Mm. Well, you know, this is fertile, like fertile environment for me to make this change, right? Let's mm. just bam, let's do it. But if, if it were in a situation where they have, there's no options at work and there's no options at the local places where we go for lunch and it's really hard, I'd have to make all my own food. They should, they might make the change still, but they'd be really like, wow, this is going to be so difficult. This is going to be the worst thing yeah. ever. And then they need loads of support from people like us. Right. So yeah, if, if it's easier, it's easier for everyone, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. And like, I, I'm even like an example of someone who's sort of been both things in terms of just like a regular person mm -hmm. and doing the activist stuff. Like I went through a period of doing as much activism as I could and I was doing that thing. Mm -hmm. And now I, you know, I still do some stuff, but I'm much more of like a, just a regular person now. And especially to the people at my work, when I go into the office to them, I'm, you know, just another guy in the office, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And last time I was in the office, I was having my, um, my food. Right. And one of them, uh, asked me, um, you know, why are you vegan? And I just gave a very simple example of like, I didn't want to hurt animals. And so I just stopped eating them. Right. Yeah. And every single person in the room, because, you know, it wasn't that big a room and everyone was kind of listening to the conversation. Everyone in the room had a positive reaction to that. It, even there's, there's one woman at the office who um, likes to be a, not confrontational, but likes to be like blunt with people. Right. right. She's okay. um, direct. And like, yeah, direct and blunt with people and, but also like flippant as well. Okay. Um, and even she, she made like a flippant thing. And then she was like, actually, you know, no, you are right. Like every time I see a video of animals, you know, I think, oh, the animal. And then, you know, I feel guilty about, about 
that I'm eating them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the conversation moved on. But that's just that's just one example of how just being a regular person in an office can just have this passive influence. So it's, sure. it, it's important to also be normal, even if you you know want to have like a radical element mm. in your other part of your life. No, you're right. You're right. It's um, you know, I think like things like what we talked about, let's get back to the kind of the core of what we were getting at that the, yeah, yeah. this, this going and taking a, an animal's body like that and, and, and hanging them up like that, or, or, you know, using the dead body as a prop in a really disrespectful way specifically. So the nod thing, like I said, debatable, but I'm still not on with it. But if you're really disrespecting mm. the, the corpse of someone who used to have a personality, who, who used to have wants and needs and, and, and likes and dislikes, and then you're disrespecting, I feel like, you're, you're, you're cut as a vegan. If you do that, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Um, or more accurately, you're cutting up innocent animals, trying to convince people to stop cutting up innocent animals, basically, which is just, yeah. um, my, my final thoughts on this point, um, we can keep talking by the way, just I'm going to close off my final thoughts on this point though, that I don't think a vegan world will come by shocking people. I don't think a vegan world will come by debating people. And I don't think we're going to get a vegan world, even from advancements in clean meat technology. I think the, vegan world will come from a combination of all of that, but it will only come from a combination of all of that. If the goal is to shift people's baselines and create a new mm -hmm. collective consciousness. So yes, shock people, but in ways that still view animals and treat them the way we want people to treat them, right? Debate people, but keep in mind that you're again, either for the viewers at home or for the person you're talking to, you're trying to create a shift. Don't just you know, mindlessly fight with people. You have to have a goal for your debates. And that can be, you know, sometimes I'm very direct where my goal is not the person in front of me, it's the people watching, right? So it's a different angles. Lots and lots mm. of nuance there, right? But just, you have to have the goal of shifting people a little bit closer to that world that you want to create. And again, the clean meat stuff, that's just going to be like the plant-based options. That's just going to be something that'll make the just everything so much easier. Yeah, um, yeah. for sure, right? I think I, I truly believe that there's, this is how we get there. Um, and that's you know, we could do podcasts about each of those things individually. We could do a podcast about shock, shocking people about debates and about clean meat. Right. So this is just a very a nutshell packaged version of just, just kind of just to put that out there, how I think things are going to go or should go. Yeah. Yeah. No, all, all I would say to, to is just, I'd, I'd agree. I, I don't think there is going to be a silver bullet to getting the world we want to see. Yeah. I think it's going to be multiple things like you said. And yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's going to be laws. It's going to be technology. It's going mm -hmm. to be just day-to-day -day interactions. It's going to be trying to make people view animals in a different way, all of these things together. Yeah. yeah. And we have to find, we have to find innovative ways to protest, right? We have to find better, new, innovative, yeah, like uh, dynamic ways to protest for sure. New ideas and, you know, there's no silver bullet, but there are some pretty damn good bullets that you can fire and we haven't discovered mm. them yet and we're going to find new ways. But we can't, in the meantime, become part of the problem we're trying to solve, right? We can't be shooting mm. ourselves in the foot while we're trying to create a new type of protest. And that's what I think that Viva did. And that's what I think other organizations who've done this do. And they, they've tried to reinvent the wheel, which is brilliant. Please do try and reinvent the wheel. But, but I mean, God, don't shoot yourself in the foot or, or more, again, more accurately, shoot animals in the head while you're trying to reinvent the wheel and treat, tell people not to do that. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm oversimplifying, yeah. but for me, it feels like it's just that obvious. Uh, I can't believe that, that it's that something that, you know, people debate, to be honest. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no. And th- there's a um, there's a quote, and I forget exactly what the quote is or who said it. So- <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so let's move on from that. <laughs> so anyway, so what, what? Go on. No, no. So I was just going to say, I'm going to give a butchered form of it. Oh, right. But basically, okay. the, quote, the quote is along the lines of, um, you know, you have to manifest the world you want to achieve in the means that you use to achieve it there's oh, like some really famous really quote good. and i forget i forget who said it but it's basically you've got to manifest the world you want to see in your actions to bring it about well that, i mean geez like, well like if an you hour want to see in. a non-violent world don't use violence to get there we're an hour you know. in and you left that till now that could have been like literally <laughs> we could have just that with a podcast over in the first couple of minutes we just said that that is literally what i've been trying to say the whole time and then some yeah, smart yeah. person said it we don't know who it was uh, yeah, but, yeah. But I'll, I'll have smart. to find it. Well done, yeah, you. I'll, I'll have to find it. I'll, I'll send it to you, and maybe you can put it in the description or whatever. Yeah, great. Whoever that, well, for now, whoever that person is, that was that's really smart, yeah. really intelligent, and uh, I agree with you. I, I mean, totally agree. Yeah, if you, yeah, God, it's I just, it's crazy that like a quote. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just my brain here. I'm not trying to say other people are stupid or something like that, but I'm just saying to me. It just it just appears so obvious, obvious, but I guess different brains. We we all have different views. We have different opinions, different whatevers. But to me, this topic, this idea of, again, like you said, um, manifesting to manifest the world you want to create, you have to you have to also manifest that world within the means you you, you do to get to that world. To me, that's a that's just a perfectly blatantly obvious thing. Mm. You can't achieve that world if you while in the path to achieving it, you go against everything you want in that world. like you know like peace by violence stuff like that you know like oh i don't want any more wars we're gonna do one war to stop wars it's like i mean that's probably not gonna happen is it let's be honest yeah um all right well uh yeah do do we have any anything else to go i i feel like i feel like we've we've dealt with it think about anything what do you think somebody could comment let's think about what, what would someone comment angrily do you think about what we've said and let's let's like preempt it maybe to finish off what do you think will be a common, um, common point? Well, like you could get from two ends. Like some people will say, no, you're idiots. Like sometimes <laughs> you've got to do things like this, yeah. you know, to achieve a vegan world. And okay. other people will say, you know, how dare you suggest that we can take a piglet out of their, you know, 39th floor high rise apartment uh, and flaunt <laughs> them in the streets. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. That's a good idea. So for the people who are like, you're idiots, you need to like, you know, what is it? Um, shit, I'll get off the pot kind of thing. Like, you, you know, we have to do, well, I don't believe the ends always justify the means because I believe the mm-hmm. ends that we'll get to will not be the ones that we want if along the way, we do things that are terrible and that go against our very core values, right? Or, 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 or go against the core values we want to create in the world. Um, now, somebody else might have a different version of the core values they want to create, and then that's why they can justify this. So if that's you, then, well, maybe we can, I don't know, organize some kind of follow-up on this and you can come on the channel and tell us why you think that it's justifiable um, in your worldview. That would be an interesting conversation. To the other side, uh, the idea that, oh, you, you could never use a pig. I guess there are some people that watch the channel who believe in not picking up, picking up a feather off the floor. They believe that's exploitation. So I guess those people would be upset about the idea of taking a pig out and using them, like not using them, but like for a video, um, mm. to that, like I said, if, if it's, if, if, if you, if you've got a pig that you normally take out and walk around the parks and stuff in town 
and just that's part of their everyday life. I don't see the difference between filming that to personally, right? Um, and 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 technically, you'd be using them for a video, but but they would be there anyway. And if this is their normal life, I just I do not see an issue for that whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. So there's there you go. That there they go. There's there's all the troll not trolls. <laughs> there's all the uh, angry people dealt with, right? There's, there's, that's technically it, you know. Yeah, Anything? I've got I've got nothing now. I've yeah. got nothing to add. To You're that. done. All right. Well, cool. Cheers, Lawrence. Forget it for for uh, letting me uh, monologue at you, and um, I'm very privileged and pleased to have let you monologue on me for today's podcast. Guys, let us know in the comments what you. Th I just feel like we have today. It's been quite a funny one. Yeah. It's just like you've spoken for like twenty minutes, then I've done twenty minutes, <laughs> and then you've done twenty minutes. But it also, it's it's the phrase "monologue on me" sounds way dirtier <laughs> than it needs to. <laughs> yeah, monologue on me, baby. All right, well, yeah, you know. So, uh, guys, I want you to let us know in the comments what you thought of this and the things that we said, and just point out disagreements if you want to disagree. It's fine. And, um, agree also, if you want to agree, agree, it's fine. Um, a lot of stuff in here is debatable. This is not a black and white thing, although mm. I feel like it kind of is when it comes to like the, the, you know, the specific example of hanging the pig up, but Hey, if there's something I'm missing. Something Lawrence is missing. Let us know. Cheers for watching. And we'll see you in the next one.